Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Shane and Chris really dig into this draft. It's time for Poll's Position. The Bears have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away. We're counting down the days to the NFL Draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Are you ready for people to start questioning whether you're the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next I year? Mean, I am. I would trade Justin Fields. I'm Justin Fields all the way. I love the kids. What I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're in the package him up, trade him for some other pieces, and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. Wow, I did not know that. That's a good, that's a good old insight right there. There's many things you can do. Uh, trade um, back. Yeah, a trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a <laughs> The Bears would be absolutely insane yeah. to trade you. Put your pom-poms down in Chicago, Justin Fields. He's not a star. Poles position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. Every day at 3 o'clock leading up to the draft, we will discuss something that we imagine Ryan Poles is at least considering, either with the first pick or with a trade or with a free agent signing or with scouting a specific player. And today, what is Ryan Poles' position? And we like that. We like Poles' position better than Poles' position. It's easier to say. Flows better. Yeah. It's the beginning of real disinformation week. It's, it's actually kind of a delightful moment in the news cycle, isn't it? Yes. So Adam Schefter reports today that the Bears have been approached by multiple teams about trading the number one pick, and Chicago is said to be, quote, leaning toward, unquote. Moving the pick, sources tell Adam Schefter. So, what's the tagline on his tweet? I love the last line. I'm reading the news article oh, okay. right, right now. I apologize. That's okay. No, but I, I mean, I have it for you. The, the, uh, so, the number one pick now looks like it's for sale. That line, that got me going. Yeah. From Schefter. 
because that's what we want. We want that broadcast to the universe for things to get silly and ridiculous. And and there are like, what, five teams in the top ten who would consider trading up for the number one pick. I saw Field Yates tweet that out not long after. Well, yeah, and I mean, we've talked about all of them, yes, right? Yes, we have. It's, it's easy to see. Uh, Texans, Colts, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers. Yep. Right? So that's the second pick, the fourth pick, the seventh pick, eighth pick, and ninth pick. That's a juicy place to be. It's very, yeah, it's it's great. And, you know, the top three are AFC teams, so you wouldn't necessarily have fear of playing the guy that you traded the rights away to in your own division. And if you did trade down to an NFC team, you'd be moving so far down that you would get an absolute haul uh, to move down that far. You'd probably be talking about three first-round picks, kind of the price that the Niners paid to move up from 13 to 3 uh, to select Trey Lance and maybe even bigger mm-hmm. uh, because it'd be going up all the way to the number one pick in the draft. So, yeah, you are in a great spot if people grade out the quarterback there, and this is what we wanted the report to be. This is what we've expected it to be. But what is going to happen here is people are going to start to get a little nutty because – not that it already hasn't gotten nutty. I mean, we've got Warren Sapp talking about what he's hearing out of Chicago. <laughs> he's it's, in our open. It's been, it's been nutty. Uh, the well-sourced Warren Sapp. But you're going to get like, oh, Ryan Poles and Chris Ballard are talking. Like, There's going to be a picture that comes across. What are they talking about? Uh, you often hear like, well, we really started talking at the owners' meetings. Or we really started talking at the coaches' meetings. Or we really started talking at the Combine. Remember when Ryan Pace almost traded for um, Russell Wilson? Yes. He met. At the Senior Bowl. At, right. John at, Schneider. At, at the, he met at the Senior Bowls when they started talking about what the framework of a deal would have been between the Bears and the Seahawks. So there are like five or six events on the NFL calendar where people get together. And for trades, for, for draft day trades, it's often the Combine. That's the origin story for this sort of thing. And there was another report that the Bears are going to meet with all of the top quarterbacks, which you know we've been talking about. That's not disrespectful to Justin Fields. It's doing your due diligence. It's what Ryan Pace did not do with Deshaun Watson that drove me absolutely insane. And, man, they're quarterbacks that are going to be drafted by NFL teams to start. In my opinion... It's negligent not to meet with these guys. I think that's absolutely true. And remember that in an interview (laughs) situation like this, it doesn't just have to be you checking them out like, could he come play for us? Get to know them, as you say, for competitive reasons later, but also for the subterfuge and the spy game that you are entering into here. Yeah, interesting. get, Get to know Will Levis. And so when Chris Ballard is talking to you, and you can use your knowledge as part of those conversations. Get to know for sure whether Chris Ballard wants Will Levis. Maybe Will Levis will slip up and say, well, I know that they're really into me. Whatever. Like, you'll get information. Bleed these guys for information on the other teams they are talking to. You need to gain info so you can be a smarter wheeler and dealer here. Also, the idea of, okay, Chris Ballard has what I, what it, you know, what do Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, and Carson Wentz have in common? Those are the veterans that he tried to replace Andrew Luck with. Those are all bigger guys. Is he going to be interested in a Bryce Young type? You know, you could like just kind of scout them mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, I might be playing these guys, or 
who the top guy is. Is there a clear-cut top guy that you're going to trade him up for? Right. You want to have all of the information for all of that stuff. But, man, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of rumors this week. There's going to be a lot of – so, like, what do we think Ryan Poles' biggest job is if he's, if he's going to meet with these quarterbacks? Yeah. He's every move and every word he says. He speaks tomorrow. Mark Grody will be there. Mark Grody, by the way, is going to be at the Combine for us, and he's going to join us every day at 5 o'clock. So we're going to have a Mark Grody Bears Combine report every day at 5 o'clock this week. We'll hear the audio earlier if it's breaking, but in terms of like what he heard from a day in Indianapolis, he's going to give us a full report every day at 5. I think Ryan Pohl's main job is to smile and nod for the next few days with in terms of what the news cycle is going to do. There's no reason to make a deal anytime real soon here and historically deals haven't happened this early I saw this today like the last six times that a pick in the top three has been traded it's all been either April or late March Um, and Bryce Young's pro day is late March I can't imagine that you're going to want to pull a trigger before Bryce Young's pro day and you want an extra couple of teams to get excited by that point, perhaps like you want to let this thing continue to, to, to play. I would think, I mean, most of the, most draft day, uh, trades involving draft picks happen in April. You know, the, well, I've just found the one it was, um, well, the, the Dolphins trade a couple years ago to the 49ers from three was that to the 12. end of, was that the end of That's uh, March, March 26th, March 26th. Yeah. Okay. 2018 Colts trade number three to the Jets was March 17. Okay. The all, all the other ones that I have were April. Yeah. So mo- most of them are April, but there are a few high profile ones that happen end of March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're we're still we're, we're we're still weeks, if not a month plus, away from the actual move happening, and he can take it all the way up to draft day. Yeah. If he wants, and he can make another trade on draft day if he's already traded down in one spot based on. Any of the other things that happen. So I copped out on your question because I said his biggest thing that he has to do is basically nothing and just let the frenzy build around him. Um, but in terms of using this time, I think just like interviewing these quarterbacks and learning what he can, learn everything you can right now from Ballard. You know, slip Ballard a couple of drinks. <laughs> I, I mean, sit down with all these guys. Sit down with these GMs. Start those conversations. See where they are. Start to get a feel for what your market is. I saw earlier in the day Schefter referred to it as, quote, a feeding frenzy, unquote. Like multiple calls coming to the Bears. This is what you want. Let them make their offers. Keep tabs on it. Build yourself a nice Excel spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> you know, get ready to extract as much as you can. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think what you do is that right. You the framework for a deal. What are you willing to pay to move up right now to number one, and then you sit back and watch. Man, the Anthony Richardson from Florida, mm. him shooting up the draft board like this, is fascinating, because I don't think he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. But his odds were 200 to 1, and now they're like 7 to 1. And he's 6'4 with a rocket arm, and he played in the SEC. So if he goes out and dominates the combine, <laughs> you know, like that's the other thing. You, you want this week to be because Bryce Young's not throwing. Yeah. But everyone else is. Bryce Young will throw in his, his pro as day, for, as we're talking about. But, but Levis. But Levis is throwing. Stroud. Stroud is throwing. And Richardson's throwing. So like, you want it to be. Oh my God, 
what a quarterback class. Could could three quarterbacks go in the top four? Could four go in the top five? You know what I mean? Like you, you want all of their stock to rise as much as possible this week. And polls will speak tomorrow. He'll speak before the, the quarterbacks do it. But part of this is he also gets to be – now maybe some journalists and reporters are savvy enough to not let him because it would be nakedly transparent, but others might not be. He gets to be NFL sources. He gets to be anonymous NFL general manager. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he say to Ian Rappaport at the end of the week, I got four quarterbacks graded in my top five. But you can't quote me on that. And then all of a sudden it's on NFL Network. NFL general manager says that this is the best quarterback class he's scouted in 10 years. Now, that would be pretty poor journalism, frankly, if you didn't read right through that, that you were being manipulated. But Jason Lock and Four is out there, folks. <laughs> like, like, I, 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 honestly, like you, get, you can do stuff and you can, <laughs> you can build this frenzy in various ways. Hell, you could text your guy, Brett Veach, in Kansas City. Hey, would you do me a do favor me a and favor. say this? Do me a favor and say this, that like you're a little disappointed in some level that you don't need a quarterback because there's two different guys you love in this one. The, the, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, go give a quote get, get, and, and let people wonder who those two are. Yeah. Get, the guy who found Pat Mahomes loves thinks that there is a, a, a number one quarterback, a generational quarterback in this draft. Maybe two. Do me a favor. Yeah. Put that out there. Honestly. How about Cunningham would call his old boss, Howie Roseman, say the same yeah, thing? Neither of them need a quarterback. Yep. Neither of them are drafting a quarterback. Do me a solid. Do me a solid and tell Jay Glazer <laughs> that you think that Will Levis is Josh Allen, that Bryce Young is Drew Brees with mobility, uh-huh. and that Anthony Richardson is the next Pat Mahomes, except he also kind of reminds me of Joe Burrow. Like, yeah, man. That like it's good. That's what this week can be. What the the inverse is they could stink. You don't, you don't want them to lay eggs at the combine and have it come away where it's bad. Because I, I, I was asked this question, I think it was actually by Pony on First and Pod, but like, what are the chances that the Bears use the number one pick? Follow-up question, if they use the number one pick, what are the chances that it's a quarterback versus a defensive player? And I think it's, you know, this was before the Schefter report, but I said it was like at least 80% that they trade the pick. And then of that remaining odds, I thought it was overwhelmingly likely that if they did somehow use the pick, they were going to use it on a defensive player. Yeah, taking one of their guys. I don't think they're moving on from field. I think that's exceptionally unlikely. But it is possible that this thing ends up like the 2017 draft, where everyone's like, ah, there's a few good quarterbacks here. We don't really know who the top one is, but we know that the best player is Jalen Carter. 2017 was Miles Garrett. It's possible. It's, this, this is why, at the very basis of it, you got to play the Texans against the Colts, that, and that and that's what I ultimately said too. I was like, I, I at the I said at the very least, I think he can move down from one to two and sell the Texans on. Hey, man, just pay a little bit of mid round draft insurance, so I don't to, to come up and get your guy because Team X wants to come up and get your guy. Yeah, and, and now then you risk the Texans taking a little bit of extra heat for winning that useless game in week 17, uh, week 18 against the Colts when they had, and they controlled their own destiny to Mm -hmm. to the number one pick, but they won't, they'll, they'll be able to say, Hey, whatever we, we got, we got our guy and we got away with it. I love this text so much. (laughs) 
Remember when Speegs wanted the Bears to beat the Packers? Now listen to him. <laughs> He's so happy. I am happy. He's so excited. I was. None of this happens if the Bears. Don't, don't let him give it to you, all right? Don't let him do that to you. No, here's the deal. I was feisty as hell that week for reals, and as I wanted I. And I wanted them to beat the Packers. I did. As did I, as do I, for now and forever. In retrospect, that's kind of good they didn't. Well, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Well, sure. Because who would have predicted what would happen in that Colts game? Like, little things have to happen along the way. You get a little lucky, too. You know? Absolutely. Very lucky. My avatar is Lovey Smith and Sam Ellinger as angels. We know. When are you going to change that, by the <laughs> I way? I got to change it. When they trade Justin Fields, <laughs> yeah, his new team. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, I'm glad I didn't deny myself the meatball joy of rooting for bloody Aaron Rodgers that, that week. I, I, I enjoyed myself, and it all worked out. It's okay. We got some throws out of that game from Justin. Yeah, we did. A little bit. He wasn't bloody, though. <laughs> was Aaron. No, he wasn't. And they lost. Huh? Anyway. So, have fun with your rooting. Has he I, picked a team yet? What's going on here? <laughs> no, Aaron? He's the Aaron Rodgers guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, maybe I, tomorrow, right? Well, is he back on McAfee tomorrow? I loved Pat McGann on our show the other day, making fun of him only lasting for two days in the darkness as opposed to the four. And McGann's like, yeah, he comes out like, are they still talking about me? <laughs> That's why Rogers left early. He needed to make sure that he stayed in the news cycle. Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, it was, it was so absolutely good. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what do you, how, do you, how do you think the rumors are going to go this week? Because, like, did Schefter basically just scoop it? Did he, did, he, did he scoop all combine news, rumor, and innuendo as it relates to the Bears? I think Schefter just fed the beast in a really beautiful way. Okay. I, I, I love it. It's, it, it's just... We've known and you've been saying that the Bears run the offseason. Yeah. They they run the combine news cycle yeah. too. And and it is a great moment. And having all these teams who wanna wanna jump up, there's thoughts that maybe the Titans, even though they've got Ryan Tannehill, would would consider that as well. You want a lot. And now it's like I I don't think that true and obvious number one is going to emerge this week, at least, because you don't have Bryce Young even throwing. Um, but And I, I don't get the sense that that true and obvious number one is going to emerge. So you've got to, you've got to foster chaos. We need not Foster Brooks, but uh, uh, not Scott Foster, but you must foster chaos. You also have to foster the people. We, we do need to foster the people, and create chaos everywhere, and that includes – you meeting with these quarterbacks. So I, the worst thing that Ryan Poles could do tomorrow is give public clarity that they're definitely not taking a quarterback. He won't. He won't. He already said. He said, I'd have to be blown away. I'd have to be blown away. So stick the, with well, that. I'm here to meet with these guys, and we'll see. We'll I, see if, if I'm – this is the beginning. Like As I said, I've got to be blown away. I'm here to do my due diligence on all of these these players. And I mean, You don't get up here very often. Someone will ask the question – You've assuredly studied the tape of the top quarterbacks in this class. Have you been blown away? And he should say something of, I think it's a very strong quarterback class, Mm -hmm. but there's absolutely no reason for me to give away uh, my position on what we intend to do with the number one pick in the draft. We absolutely have the intention of Justin being our quarterback, but I owe it to the organization and mm-hmm. these fans to uh, see this through to the end. That's what I intend to do. And in some ways, we're just getting started because it's early in the process. We're going to meet with these guys. We're going to talk to them. We're going to attend pro days and reiterate it. Say it tomorrow. I'm in touch with Justin. 
he is aware of what we're doing. He's aware of who we're going to be meeting with mm-hmm. and what we're doing. We are not doing any of this under, you know, cloak and dagger, shadow of darkness type stuff. Like he is fully in the loop on what we're doing. And so you, you got to communicate clearly and directly with Justin Fields and then let all havoc loose yes. this week. Man, and what if he falls in love with, like, Skaronsky or the second D-end? Like, what if he thinks that, you know, Will Anderson Jr. is not the top guy? And he really can feel like, I can trade down to nine. Yeah. I, I can trade down far. Then they, That'd be crazy. And, and then you know what? That'd be crazy. The, the chaos and the not having the definitive number one could actually help them move down twice. Because if they move down to four... And then they get down there, and the Falcons are like, holy hell, Stroud is still there. Oh, right, our top quarterback still there. Our guy yeah. is still there. So they can go up and get him. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with Skaronsky. I, I, I tweeted my very uh, public plan, my public dream of the Bears draft the other day and got a ton of pushback. My, my dream of the Bears trading down twice and taking Skaronsky at like eight <laughs> or nine or wherever they are and having him be your left tackle and then getting John Michael Schmitz uh, with a Jingleheimer in the second round yeah. as well. What was the pushback? Um, why are you trading down to get a guard? This guy's a guard. Oh, okay. Go find me any tackle who's got arms of that length. What do you do? They're not going to do that. You're asinine. You're an idiot. There's a lot of that kind of thing. I didn't tweet it that many times. I know, but there's, there's not that many. Um, Starting tackles who have had arms that Skaronsky's length is. There's right. not that many, but there are some. There, there are some. And the thing is, if you're convinced that this guy gets out of his stance quick enough and you look at the tape and you see that he did not get dominated or uh, the numbers were just outrageous in terms of the volume of pressures he gave up on a 1-11 team for, for Northwestern, you know? Um, so... Look, I'm sold on Skaronsky, and some others are. Dane Brugler from The Athletic has him as his fourth best prospect of the entire draft. Does believe he is a left tackle, but there's, you know. And so it'd be interesting. If, if polls did that, there's going to be some people saying, I can't believe they did that, and he's going to go like, who's the uh, Cowboys um, tackle in college? Been a great guard in the pros, Zach Martin? Yeah, Zach Martin. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got small... He's got small arms. He's got small arms. Oh, okay. So he's one of those guys who was short arms. They're short probably, arms. They're probably not very small. Not very small. Not very small. <laughs> yeah, he's probably pretty strong. But guy. he's a short arm tackle. <laughs> short arm tackle. Just under thirty three inches. Thirty two and seven eighths. Zach Zach Martin. No, oh, thank you. So there you go. And that's he's got a database. That's over there. the range. Really. Yeah, you're you're amazing. Big arm length guy. Can you find Kyle me? Long and I talked a lot about arm length on Bourbon and Buddy. You did. And he was also a, a small, a short arm length guy. Sh- well, he's right at thirty two. He's a guard. Mm. Yeah. Ended yeah. up being a guard, but he played some tackle. Yeah, but he had some great, great insight on a player's perspective on arm length. It's pretty much universally believed that you can't have Peter Skaronsky's arm length and, and play tackle. He actually grew his arms the night before the draft, and that's how he moved up to the first round. Makes smart. sense. It's really impressive. Yeah, you know, it's you, smart. It's you know dedication th- to the craft. What I've been thinking about for Skaronsky is, you know those machines that they used to use in the Spanish Inquisition where they would stretch people? And then pull their bodies apart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so eventually... So, so, so stop... A the little torture bit. rack? Is that what it is? The rack, yeah, the rack. It was done in a movie, Gattaca. That guy, they cut his legs in half and added more shin. Oh, you're so That's a fun big. movie. <laughs> Gattaca is kind of a fun it movie. It is. I like it, Ethan Hawke. That you're right. So they could do that. Or the rack was referenced in Mel Brooks' History of the World Part 1 as opposed to History of the World Part 2, which is coming to Hulu for a four-night special engagement that I'm very excited about. 
But anyway, so you guys are so so Skaronsky arms on the rack. We're we're advocating for torture of Peter Skaronsky so that he could have thirty four inch arms instead of thirty two inch. Temporary torture. It's not permanent. He's already been tortured. He's been on this show. Yeah, it's true. Plus, he grew up a Packers fan. No, he's seen Hall of Fame quarterback play his entire life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, self inflicted controlled torture Mm. that, as you mentioned, stops before the body gets ripped apart. I guess when you put it that way. Mm-hmm, makes sense. Yeah, it's not, it's not a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Will Purdue is going to join us coming up at 4 o'clock. Uh, shortcomings of a team were addressed head on by their manager over the weekend. You'll hear it next on the score. That's what I mean. I mean, it's, it's all. Go ball. Come on. Go ball. Go ball. Yeah, baby. Um, she just hit a homer. What do you think about that? I love it. Anytime we score, I like it. Beegs was in bliss this weekend with his baseball back. We'll talk to Will Purdue coming up in half an hour. White Sox and Cubs in action. But uh, that was Pedro Grafal on NBC Sports Chicago being interviewed when Gavin Sheets hit a bomb. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Pedro Grafal said leading up to their first game, I want to see some mistakes. Wanted to well, see some mistakes early. He's getting what he wished for. He joined the right team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. do yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, that, that's really low-hanging fruit. It's so obvious. But when you put it on a tee like that for us Dude. cynical media types, Pedro, come on. He, d- he just tossed it up there. He's like, yeah. I want to see some mistakes early. And he saw some. There were, in the first game, um, Saturday, there were, there were pop-ups, a bunch of pop-ups that got dropped right in front of the mound. There was an overslide on a stolen base attempt. There were some classic White Sox sloppy cutoffs with people not in the right position. So he got his wish on the mistakes. But what he did was he addressed some of them privately, he told us, and he addressed them head-on publicly. We did some really things, some good things out there yesterday, but we also made six or seven mistakes uh, that we wanted to address today and go over, you know, cutoffs and relays. We weren't sharp in cutoffs and relays. Uh, pop-up priority, obviously. I mean, you know, uh, we got to address that. Um, pitch calm issues, we had to address that. Um, some, some picks that we need, we wanted to run that we didn't run, we wanted to address that. So, um, you know, I think it was a really good first day um, overall. But I was really happy with the effort, um, the way we, the way we, the energy we played with, um, base running. I was really happy with the base running, other than the overslide at second base, which we're going to address today. Um, so it was a good first day. Man, it's it's what it should be: a manager hungry and excited to build something. And apparently, like, he and some of the other coaches are showing up, like, 4.30, 5 a.m., just getting going. They have a ton to do. He's uh, talking to everybody about the details, wants everybody very detailed, very on point, and calling stuff out publicly. Keep doing it, Pedro. Keep doing it. There's no reason not to do it. There's a big-time benefit to doing it. As long as you talk to them privately, too, use everything that's at your disposal. You are trying to build something. It's going to take a lot of energy and a lot of attention to detail to get it done. Yeah, I think that that's great. That seemed like honest, direct communication, right? And wasn't even that critical. No. It was just a kind of a statement of fact. And these guys know if they drop a pop-up or if they overslide or, if, you know what I mean? They they know. They can uh-huh. handle it. But 
I think that it's it gets more difficult to do. You know, when the game when the games actually matter and frankly when more people are paying attention, when the guys themselves are beating themselves up for the mistakes because a lot of I mean a lot of guys in spring training, oh, we're learning, we're getting back into the swing of things. They're, they're not necessarily putting that much on themselves at this point right now. Just yeah. get, get through it healthy. How many times have you heard a pitcher come out of a spring training game and be like, yeah, I'm not worried about the results right now. I'm just working on something. I'm trying to get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it gets, it gets different when you are criticizing big league ball players in games that matter in June and July sure. as opposed to February. This is his first opportunity to say anything about the way his team just played in a game. Yeah. And he says that, and he says that stuff, and he's pointing it out, and he's going to deal with it, and he's going to address it. And, man, they, they keep keep that chip on their shoulder. Keep that there, and you'll have to do it multiple times during the course of the spring and multiple times all year. It's good. You can praise the energy. You can praise that they care. That's great, but call out the mistakes when they're there, and Lord knows they gave him some. Yeah. Well, Tani, you said we – Speaks mentioned it during transition. Uh, and you laughed at me. You laughed at me. Seeing Moncada go first to third. You, you seemed like you were out on the White Sox, no, and, no, then, I, and then you're watching the first White Sox spring training game. Very excited see, about base running. See, that's where you're not listening. You're just inferring. See, like when I say that, I'm not I'm not out, out on the White Sox, and I'm not like back in either, but – when you, they have a lot of athletes on this team, guys that can do these things on a, on a baseball field. To go first to third, take the extra base. Those little things, you would hope that these players are born with them. Some of them are, some of them are not. But they mm-hmm. can be coached into you, but they have to be coached into you very early day one of spring. So to see Moncada go first to third uh, on a single to, to you know basically center field right up through the box, that's a good sign, I would say. And a game that really means nothing, but the fact that they're doing it on day one, I think generally that's a positive sign for this team. So I, I think I said also on the show, like I think they will have the new manager bump. Yep. I think I think that'll help them a lot in terms of getting back to 85 wins or whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're human. They want to impress the new guy. They want to show him that they actually give a crap. And you like that part of it, too, that they care and they want to impress him. Absolutely. And I like his history of relationships. There's a reason that we focused on his relationship with Salvador Perez, because he rode that dude hard, hard. And there were often times where Perez was upset with him and wouldn't talk to him for a while in Kansas City because Grafal just would not accept mediocrity from him. So that's, that is that is a healthy thing. There's also a reason that we kept asking things like, hey, um, can you teach veterans fundamentals? You know, or if they don't know it, can you do that? And they would say, and most people that we asked said, yes. Oh, yes, you can. It takes constant energy and attention to detail and holding people accountable. And the last guy just didn't have that. Three different uh, textures at the top of the screen with some version of the same joke. So how big would the bases have to be to eliminate White Sox base running errors? <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. it's early. Man, <laughs> bet the over on those stolen base props, people. Like, think so? Whoo, it's going to be baked in, though. It, uh, what, it, into the numbers? Well, I know you're, you're the guy who was exploiting Yeah, if you see a false market, you go out there and you, you exploit it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was looking around trying to, trying to find that, like the over-under for the American League leader, National League leader. And stolen bases. Yeah. I got to find it. Find me Trey Turner's total. Man, he's I, don't going know, over. I, don't, I don't know if, that is, if anyone posts that If anybody thing, posts that but, kind of but, thing. But, yeah, that'd be – because, you know, you – Home runs, strikeouts, wins. I didn't see steals when yeah, I was I looking. I don't, I don't know about the steals, other day. But you think how like what? 
I don't even know. I I know they say it goes up, but what what are they expecting? Like, like are they expecting ten percent more stolen bases, five percent more, twenty percent more? I what, saw what the they, numbers on the expecting? broadcast. What happened in the minors? They they did jump. It jumped quite a bit. Oh, I know. I know. It ju- I know it jumped. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the number was. So, well, you said that that was your favorite thing. Uh, you know that Pedro Grafal said. I'll say that my favorite thing said on the broadcast this weekend. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do it so that you don't have to. Okay. How about Steve Stone shouting out your music? Indirectly by way of Len Casper, but still, Sonic 45 with some love. Concerts. Yes. When was the last time you were at a concert? Uh, the Frankie Yankovic Polka All-Stars. <laughs> Riddle's dad. In, uh, in your neighborhood? There's yeah. strike three. Really good. Actually, I, I think the last concert I went to was, it's going to surprise you, was quite some time ago. And it was... Um, it was in Phoenix, okay. and it was the Guess Who and Steely Dan, and It's a Beautiful Day from San Francisco, and one other group, a local group called El Rocho, who was very bad. Okay. But uh, it was, yeah, it was an outdoor concert. There were four groups, and that was just around the turn of the century, and wow. not this last century. One before it. I know you enjoy uh, giving me grief for things, so why don't you ask me the last concert I went to? How's that on you? Well, it'd have to be in the, na- the last couple of days. Uh, you saw Len playing. No, I didn't see Sonic 45. You didn't see Sonic 45? No. Ooh, that's a terrific group. <laughs> sure didn't, Benetti. Sure didn't. Played just like a couple of Fridays ago. Where were you? Yeah, Len's group. <laughs> it is Len's group. It is. Man, no, that's Dag Julen's group. <laughs> it's Dog. If we're going to go over the obscure <laughs> reference. Dag. Please <laughs> get the pronunciation. You saying Len's obscure? <laughs> I love that they, uh, they they shouted us out, though. Way to go, Stoney. I'm pretty proud of Sonic 45 these days. Got a whole new batch of songs, whole second album. Just these days? I'm, already, I'm always proud of you guys. Oh, uh, you're particularly. kind. <laughs> you're kind like that. I'm having some fun with that, man. When is the next time people can uh, see you guys and support you I guys? Don't, we don't have anything on the books. Our, our, our base, I guess baseball season's coming up. It's a our, little tougher to gig. Our bass player and principal songwriter um, has a very, very busy schedule. Yeah, he's got a demanding job in the summer. He's got a demanding job. Yeah, trying to squeeze one in over the summer. I don't know if we can or not, but there should be a CD release party for the new album. Um, out C- just after a CD, CD release party, album yeah. release you're, you're party. You're putting out a CD, huh? <laughs> <laughs> for all those cool kids with CD players. It's very CD indeed. <laughs> you know what? Album release because we are putting out vinyl. Because vinyl never goes out of style, baby. That's right. I can't wait to come to this A-track release party. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> After baseball season. After baseball season. Probably November. Dog Julian going to be there? Yeah, yeah you know, you know he in. is. You know he is. If I gave you my Sonic 45 album, my, my vinyl, can you get Len to sign it for me? <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> I probably could. Do you mind if I sign it too? Just since, you know, I'm on it as well. <laughs> You're just cra- you just want to give Tanny your autograph? I, I think Tanny needs my autograph. <laughs> I don't. I just for him, for his collection, yeah, for just you know, sure. and his general well-being. I think yeah. he'd be a happier guy. He's just been so shy. He, well, he hasn't yeah. been willing to ask you yeah, directly. He's got a lot of cool memorabilia, but I think it, my autograph imagine? is missing from his if list. You gave him the album to get Casper's autograph, and it came back with two signatures on it. Like, <laughs> I just decided to throw mine on there, and I'll get Dog Julian's as well. <laughs> Three autographs on the Sonic Forty Five album. Have Dog personalize a message for Shane on my record. I mean, <laughs> well, a lot to me. Might as well get Liam dog, Davis. Dog. 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 I'll get Gerald Dowd on there, too. Might as well. No. 
<laughs> Long time. No. Anti-Gerald Dowd guy. Uh, speaking of Shane, he talked to Kyle Long in a setting that allows Kyle Long to uh, be very, very opinionated and tell a lot of great stories. We'll hear a little bit of that ahead of Will Purdue at 4 o'clock. Parker, to speak on the score. Football makes you hard, but it also makes you soft. It makes you empathetic. Kyle Long's great. We love whenever uh, he comes on the show. It's been nice to have a good little show relationship with him. Uh, and that's another thing that has been cultivated by our executive producer, Shane Reardon who is just exploding as a content creator, honestly. I mean, we, what's the most listened to bourbon in a buddy at this point? Is it still Rick Hahn? Uh, uh, no, I think, who, who have I done? Pedro Grafal was big. No, I, who did I do? Uh, Olin, is that like 7,000 or o- something Olin, like that? Olin, probably the most That's uh, views on YouTube, yeah. All right. Yeah, so people should check it out. They should subscribe. It's uh, Wait till he does yours, Danny. Oh, that'll be big. Wait, he does Danny's podcast? He's going to be one ampersand uh, pod? That'd be a good company crossover. That'd be great. <laughs> really would. Yeah, let's do it. No interest. And, <laughs> and having me on yours or coming on mine? Going on first uh, ampersand and, 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 street Yeah, pod, you know, I understand. I, I said it wrong. My bad. It's one ST ampersand One pod. ST ampersand pod. Please subscribe, rate, review. Please. We need this so badly. Uh, but no, you hung out with Kyle Long last Friday, right? Yeah, this past Friday. He was great. All right. He was great. But we did a lot of football. So if you're not a big football guy, don't listen. Okay. Then you did a little more because uh, Chris Tannehill suggested a question, which is great. You guys have a relationship. You actually seem yeah. to like each other, which is an interesting thing, you and Chris. We were talking about this, you know, just spitballing ideas for Kyle. We know how much, you know, him and Chris love their dad, Howie Long, the Hall of Famer, former Raider. And I was thinking about the movie Broken Arrow that came out, and I looked up Kyle's age when that movie came out. It's like seven or eight years old, right? So I'm like, oh, he probably thought his dad was the coolest guy in the world, even more so when that movie came out. So just an idea I gave to Shane. Hanging out with John Travolta in that movie? Yeah. Christian Slater, I think, is in it as well. It was a big-time movie back Classic. in the summer yeah. of, like, 95 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, all right, so you so, so Tanny gave Shane this question. a pop culture question about Broken Arrow to ask Kyle Long, and I'm sure it went great. What do you, um, so what else, dude? I've got, I've got one more thing for you. Uh, my, my co-producer, Chris Tannehill, wanted me to make sure I ask you this. When you are, you're like seven or eight years old when your dad co-starred in an action movie aside Robert De Niro. What did that? Oh, no. Do you have any like recollection? Have you seen the movie since? Uh, what did it feel like to have your dad as someone who was a a, <laughs> a a star in the NFL and then also starring in a movie opposite Robert De Niro? Wait, hold on a second. Robert De Niro was it? De Niro? What did he do? Did I get that wrong? <laughs> I have no idea. He's been in more stuff than I can imagine. I think it's called. Uh... Oh, maybe Tell I got the- that wrong. Oh no! Oh no! No, no, John Travolta. I'm sorry, John Travolta. Okay, okay. Start it from the top. We'll do that again. All right. So, yeah. Let, let Listen me to that, that. <laughs> Kyle. Such a good man, right there. Wow. He's, he's helping you out. He's like started from the top. It's a media pro already, young Kyle Long. He's great. We'll edit it. That's amazing. Yeah, but I left it in for the full because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did not edit it. And then his answer. Kyle gives you an actual answer. Oh yeah. What are so. You you're seven or eight years old. Chris yeah. Tannehill, my co-producer, wanted to make sure I ask you this question. Oh, man. Your father is also <laughs> starring in a movie alongside John Travolta. What does that feel for a child what does that in feel? Kyle and, and Fifth Long? Well, it's funny because uh, 
in our family home here in Virginia, there's a picture of my dad and Travolta, like they're two handsome faces next to each other. And they, like, they got each other in a headlock. Like they look like real frat bro boy yeah. buddies, which kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, knowing how my guy Johnny is, you know, yeah, he's a weird, uh, he's, he, you know, <laughs> fast, fast mover. old Johnny T he likes to move fast. He gets a little handsy, uh, allegedly, but he, him, him and my dad had a great, time um uh on broken arrow was the name broken of the arrow, movie. That was it. and there was some was you know broken arrow solid research <laughs> broken arrow yeah that was it that was it that's great how about kyle like gets a little handsy allegedly <laughs> wow worst part john travolta and the name of the movie were in my notes in my <laughs> my laptop died oh, <laughs> mid-interview yeah oh man that's tough. Oh. Gotta print those notes. That's what the update guys. Remember when we used to have update guys? Yeah. They would print them. Before Danny killed that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We don't like to talk bad. about that yeah. except every given opportunity. <laughs> yeah. They would print their scripts out. Yeah, uh, it helps. Wow. Oh, that is man. spectacular. Yeah, it was funny. It was a very funny moment. I, so I'm, I'm surprised you did mostly football. I thought you normally do like non football when you're drinking bourbon with, with, with these buddies. He, uh, the. <laughs> Offensive line play is hot in Chicago right now. I wanted to get as much out of Kyle Long about offensive line play and, and J- Jay Cutler stories and, and Ryan Pohl's stories in KC. Matt Nagy? Yeah, yeah, there's some Nagy stuff in there. I gave him a chance to clarify that viral clip uh, where, where Matt Nagy kicked him off the team. Nice. All right, so wh- when's that dropping? When's it going to be it's out, out there? Oh, it's, it's out. It's, it's out. out there. Okay, Yeah, I, I just go to the Scores YouTube page okay. for any, any one of our Twitter outlets. <sighs> and, and, and what do you say about the arms? Like the arms on Skaronsky. We got troubles? He, he thinks there's well, no... We can play tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we can play that audio Yeah, tomorrow. maybe we will tomorrow. All right, let's get to it. Yeah. But, uh, that's but, great. But either way, I love... There's so <laughs> much to love there. He thinks for a moment, do I not know my dad's entire film career? <laughs> Is it possible? Is it possible he did a movie with De Niro? did a movie with Robert De Niro. So my dad in Raging Bull? <laughs> uh, let me think. It's a little before I was seven or eight. It's, it's perfect. And then he says, start it again. That's the respect, the love from a fellow media person. That's right. And then Shane completely fumbling the second ask of it. No, it's what great. What does it feel? <laughs> it's oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot one word, Speaks. It's uh, my yeah. bad. I'm so sorry I didn't say what does it feel like. Okay. <laughs> didn't realize you're going to be defensive after we play uh, something of you screwing up. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Are there <laughs> positive vibes? I don't think so. Is there a positive vibe I, in no, here right no, now? No, I wouldn't say That's so. That's incredible. Right. Boink! <laughs> that will always bring back the positive vibes. Boink so does make it job. positive. Everything's fine now. Everything's great. We're all good. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Check out Bourbon and a Buddy, Kyle Long, all the football conversations you could possibly want. We'll bring back some of the arm length stuff on tomorrow's show. We'll sprinkle some of it in over uh, over the course of the week. The Olin Crute stuff was, was great, and uh, the Pedro Grafal and Rick Hahn. Honestly, you should check it out. It's a very comfortable podcast. Did he drink? Yeah, Buffalo Trace. His wife was right next to him playing Fortnite. Oh, man. Nice. How old's the baby? Uh, 11 months. 11 months. Wow. Nice. Frankie Jane. Very cute baby. Talk fatherhood at all? A little bit. Yeah? Good. Give him some advice? Yeah, a ton. Good. Well, you're famous for that. For how easy it is. (laughs) Yeah. I also asked which show he would join here when he becomes a full-time talk radio host so that's a that's a fun answer oh boy oh good oh which one of our jobs is he taking who got fired why would i tell you oh that makes sense yeah you gotta listen damn he's been doing radio for a long time yeah Yeah, no you gotta yeah no he's driving 
driving traffic to the website. That's smart. But it came at the expense of injecting your host with anxiety that Kyle Long is going to take our job. So that was something that you had to weigh. No, no, no. I said if you could be the third Mike on any show here, he oh. wasn't replacing anyone. Oh, okay. Oh, that's very generous. And mm. it's also a ridiculous assumption by you that we have a budget to make Kyle Long the, <laughs> the third, third guy. The Look, third guy. There's nothing intrusive about a 6'6 former NFL player yeah. coming in and just, you know, sitting down next to you guys. Who also played baseball. Yeah, could handle Who also it. also hosts NFL pregame on yeah. CBS. Right. Yeah, no, definitely... He would need to. He need to work for it. Wildly successful podcast with his brother, yeah, also an NFL player. Yeah, it's a huge stretch to think Shh. that he maybe could be the third voice on one of these shows. No, we'll be totally fine. It's fine. We just signed contracts. Everything's fine. Just, just Jay, don't don't you hear the sound of my voice? Everything's fine. Uh, what impact is Pat Beverly making? Is this real? What's the ceiling of this team? What the hell are we watching now with Will Purdue next on the score? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 